Thank you for listening to the Following Films podcast. Today I'm joined by Casper Van Dien to discuss his work on the new film County Line No Fear. In the action crime drama County Line No Fear, the third installment of the successful County Line trilogy, the honorary yet devoted Alden Rockwell is back and on the verge of retirement. When Zed Dalton, an ambitious and ruthless crime syndicate boss, sets up shop to enact revenge on Alden and Joe for involving themselves in his business, he isn't quite prepared for the battle he's up against. Alden, Joe, and interim sheriff Dante Hill will go to any lengths to protect the counties they have vowed to serve. The action is nonstop with many twists and surprising turns along the way. Big thanks to Bookman's for sponsoring this episode and to Fort Worth for letting us use their song at the end. If you'd like to connect with the show, the best place to find us online is at followingfilms.com or on Twitter by following at following films. Please leave us a review and follow the show on Spotify. It really does help. Uh, you can also support the podcast by going to anchor.fm slash following films slash support. Will Alden finally retire? Will Joe forgive her father for bringing this trouble to her doorstep? Will Zed get what's coming to him? And what role does Zed's mom play in all of this? Viewers will get answers to these questions and more on Saturday, May 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time when County Line No Fear makes its exclusive television debut on INSP. want to thank Casper so much for taking the time to do the interview. I had a great time chatting with him. I am not on my best game, but he did most of the heavy lifting and I think made this a really good podcast, something worth your time, worth listening to. Um, yeah, just hope you enjoy the show and definitely check out County Line No Fear later this month when it de- debuts on INSP. Enjoy the show. Thanks. There we go. I've I've gone through this process once or twice and not remembered to do that. And it's one of those things I just deeply regret. Uh, oh, man, I can't absolutely. imagine. That would be so wild. Well, it was uh, one of one of the times just to show my um, absolute ineptitude. Um, I was I'm a huge Cronenberg guy. Love Cronenberg stuff. And I was interviewing his DP, uh, Peter Shosetsky, who also shot like The Empire Strikes Back and a million other things. Amazing DP. Had this incredible hour long conversation. Sweetest guy I've ever talked to. And yeah. And it's it's just in here. It's the only place that will ever exist. So, yeah. Oh my god. So I try to avoid that whenever possible, but thank you. Understood, understood. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, you taking I the time. <laughs> so I, I, I gotta say, one of the first things that um I pick up in any of your films, especially the stuff that you've been doing in like the last five, ten years, is you're a guy who absolutely gets the job. You're somebody who knows what you're in for and can play on multiple levels where you can do something really broad. You can do something really subtle and small and you kind of play everything in between. So what is it that you're looking for when you're picking these things? Because your stuff is really, it's just fun to watch because it's always going to be something different every time I watch one of your films. Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you. What a great way to start an interview for me. Uh, You're making my day. Uh, I... I, I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, I love acting. I, I love being uh, on sets. I love films. I love movies. Uh, and if I don't have that joy to be that uh, uh, a zest for life for the, the industry, then I, I, I would have to, I'd have to quit, but I, I can't seem to get rid of it. It's been 35 years for me. And I am, as soon as I'm on set, I'm like, yeah. 
yes. I mean, before I'm on set, I'm like that too. But when I get on set, I'm like, <laughs> yes. I think it has made me a better man, a better human, a better father, a better husband, better mm. son, everything. I think that being able to do what I love, being a, you know, if I, if I wasn't an actor, I think I'd, I'd, I'd still have to do something in this entertainment industry because I have that, uh, that sick bug that we have that we'll do an interview for an hour with somebody and then we'll lose it because we just want we get so into it i i'm exactly that person i i love this industry i i'm a huge fan of it and i think that when i get into it i never want to do something poor and unfortunately i know i've done a lot of schlock and a lot of things in here but i mean my intention is never even in those things even when i'm doing something which you know often when you're in it yeah that it's what it is but I'm still excited to be doing it. And I know people are putting money and time and effort. And I know there's marketplace for it. And there's a, there's different fans for everything. There's different people. Everybody likes different things. I mean, I seem to have a broad, uh, a broad, you know, uh, fan base, a fan that I'm fans of, excuse me, things that I'm fan yeah. of. I have a broad one. I, I love all films. There's not very many films I don't. I love going to other countries and seeing their films in their movie theaters with them there. Um, I'm and and their plays and their theater. I mean, I like I like seeing. I, I like the I like uh, the human culture. I I love the experience and 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 being an actor, being on there is it's a thrill. And for you to say something like that, where I'm all these different ro- roles that I've been doing, some of them so over the top, and uh, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just go for it. Well, I, that's Nick Cage can do it. <laughs> of course, yeah, and but he's it, amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. And he's he's one of those guys also that can do really small, subtle stuff. He's known for the really big, wide stuff, but he, it, it only works really because of the smaller bits there. That If you were yeah. just constantly in that mode the entire time, it's kind of like blowing all the action in the first five minutes of the movie. There's a point where I think you become desensitized to it. Yeah, I think he's... He's a phenomenal actor because, like Absolutely. you said, he is, he is he can be way over the top like like no one else can because uh, he's Nick fucking Cage. Um, but he also can be subtle, and I think that's what it makes when he's doing these subtleties. When he has these moments that are subtle, that's when those explosions of him going crazy berserk are why it's such a fan favorite because people just love to see it. And he's just he's just a master at his craft and he does everything he's you know he, he's all genres too he's just cool i i, I dig him i mean i don't know personally but i love his work and i love watching nick cage movies i'm um, i am a nick cage fan same here absolutely have you seen just out and we'll get back into the thing real quick but the one that when you talk about that particular element of it there's a movie he did a couple years ago called mandy have you seen that one yet yeah it's incredible that that bathroom scene in it though that that's the thing that like just tore me apart in that movie and makes everything after it work where he's just breaking down for four or five minutes something like that him crying in a bathroom and my god man it's just it's something it's like it pulls you out of a movie and you feel like you're in a black box theater just that intimate and that close to somebody oh, acting yeah he's uh he's awesome so. cool um well let's talk a little bit about playing zed about oh. you have the weight of the entire film it's you well first of all there's a specific question a really weird one that i never have asked anyone that i've wanted to many times mm-hmm. um it's it's about the with credit that anytime I see the with credit in this, cause you have the with Casper Mandine in this. And so that's something that um, I'm, is it a better to get the with the and or the guest star in credit? What's the one that when you're looking at it in the, that even if it's totally superficial and ego driven, what's the one that you like the most? I'll be totally honest with you. I don't 
I don't care at all. <laughs> I think it's my manager and my, and my agent. And I don't know what to say. But my manager goes, he goes, hey, I got you a, a with or an and or the third one or the first one. I, I, I could give a rat's ass. I mean, I really don't care. <laughs> but I have to say to them, I said, oh, thank you so much. I always say that because I want to be appreciative of sure. To them, it means actually something. But to me, I literally don't care where I go in. As, you know, as long as I'm seen in the movie, even if my credit's not in there, as long as I'm seen and they go, oh, that was Casper Van Dien. Even or somebody goes, who was that? Or wait a minute, that wasn't you. Those That's are even my, better. Those are my favorite ones. Like people, you know, people often come to me and they go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody just told me you were in Sleepy Hollow. I've yeah. seen that movie every year. I just watch that movie every year. And I go, yeah, that was me. And they go. Wait, who are you? And I go, wow. Um, okay. I'm the guy that get cut in half. And they're like, wait a minute. And I'm like, yeah, I gained weight for that. I had long hair and I, I was really pale. That's what Tim Burton asked me to do. So, you know, I guess I look a lot different. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I love that. So um, the width one, I, I guess there's some importance to it. To, I, I, but you're asking the wrong guy. And no, I'm, no, no. I'm sure there's value in it, but you could call my my manager or my agent no. and they could tell you the whole purpose of it. And they're always like, they're like, I got you that. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I, I understand the purpose behind it. Like I, I know in, in, I've heard that the breakdown of it, but I wasn't sure if there was something like on a person, like it usually is uh reserved for somebody that like, look, Hey, you saw all these other names, but by the way, we also got this one. It's like the little kind of, it's the way of putting a actor's name above the, uh, the title without doing that. Essentially, I guess it's something like that. I don't know. It's beyond me, but whatever. It is beyond me too. And I didn't even, uh, I, if I did know that beforehand, I didn't know it again until you told me. So I had forgotten if I was even, and I'm sure they said it to me and I'm sure I was nonchalant about it. I was just like, Oh man, that's so cool. Thank you. Not knowing or caring even what they said. And, and, and they wouldn't even have to do it for me. I would, I wouldn't care. Fair I got enough. a buddy of mine asked me to come do a stunt today on a, on a show. I'm not allowed to say what it is. Cause my, my, my agent, my manager got mad. Cause they're like, you can't go do that. But you literally I went out and did a stunt today? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, but okay. I, I've done it. Uh, I did it in uh, Roadhouse. I was a stuntman. I was a utility stuntman in Roadhouse because my uh, just recently, I just went over there because my buddy needed it because some of the people had COVID. So I went over there and I helped out. And I don't know if I'm allowed to even say that, but I did. <laughs> but I, did. I was a stunt guy. And they didn't even know it was me. I, I didn't go there as an actor. Wow. So, uh, well, I mean, but there, there's those things that you find out later when, if you know to look for it and you can see these things, um, it's, it's kind of like the, the, oh God, what was it? Um, in young guns, everybody in the world of that time was in that movie. And then, um, Tom Cruise is in it apparently just kind of as a background player. Cause you didn't want to be left out. And so you find those kinds of things out and it's like, that's, you could be the where's Waldo of this movie going into a, going and looking at roadhouse. Okay. Fine. Casper. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know if they'll find me. I'm in a, a fight. I'm in a, a fight getting thrown over a table and throwing some guys over a table <laughs> in the background. Uh, that's it. I just did it because Garrett Warren, who's the, the stunt coordinator, second unit director is my, my, one of my best friends. And, uh, and I'd do anything for him. And he was in a he was in a rut, and I was in Florida, so I was close to where they were filming. So he couldn't get anybody out there soon enough. And and I've fought with him for so long, even though I'm not a stunt guy, and and they're much better at all of that than I am. They I have trained with these guys for forever. I mean, Garrett was my Taekwondo instructor for I don't know seven years, eight years. So I mean, I have fought with him. So they they do know how to uh, uh, 
know, he knows me, so he knows what I could do. Dude, that's so, great, man. That's fun. And so then when you do something like this, um, when- I've only done it once. I've only done it for him. <laughs> I've never done that before. I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a stunt guy. I, those are this. I've done, I've done a lot of stunts in a lot of films, especially sure. Gary. Gary will yell at me to just do it. And I do it because we're, you know, he's the godfather of my kids and the godfather is, but you know, so like we, we have that kind of relationship, but I, I'm not a, uh, I, I've never done that. It was my first time. I was a 53. It was just before my birthday. So I was a 53 year old stuntman for the first time in my life. Going out, that, that is fantastic, there. man. <laughs> but is that something that you could see as an alternate career path? You said that if you wouldn't have found your way in through acting, would you have wanted, maybe I'll do stunts or I will, I'll try or would have been something like a DP or would you have gone a different route on editing, anything like that? Oh, well, any, anything in it. But I mean, okay. if I, if I, if I could have been good enough to do stunts, I would have. Yeah, they're, 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 they're amazing. And they should be in the Academy Awards. And they should be 100%. Yes. They're all, what they do is unbelievable and, and, and more power to them. So uh, I, I have the utmost respect and uh, admiration. And also most of them are really good friends of mine. So, uh, but Vic Armstrong said it to me, Vic Armstrong was the uh, second unit director on Starship Troopers and the, uh, uh, and, he and Dickie Beer had the Stunt Men's Association, not Best Stunt Men's. They had a different one. It's called, I forget what it is. Um, but I have a belt buckle from them. I'd have to go look for it. I don't know where it is right now. But they, they've given it, at the time, they go, we've only given this, this stunt belt buckle. It was coveted by all stuntmen. We've only given it to um, two other actors. And this is our third actor that we've given it to. You want to know who the other two actors yeah, are? No, I, I'm wait, bated breath, man. I'm waiting. Who do you got? Okay. Christopher Reeve. <laughs> And Harrison Ford. That's pretty goddamn good company, man. Because <laughs> Vic Armstrong was their stunt double on in the Superman and the Indiana Jones thing. So he was the uh so and they did this, they gave them belt uh belt buckles for doing their own stunts, some of their own stunts, yeah. not all. I know they had stunt doubles and Vic was the stunt double, but because of what they were able to do, he and Dickie Beer did that and they gave it to me. And all my buddies, Garrett included at the time, were jealous. Garrett did get mine eventually too, but they 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 were. I think I got mine before him, but he but he's the most amazing stuntman that there ever is. Him and Steve Brown. So I don't know, dude. That's great. That that's fantastic. And I just to get on to talk about uh, no fear a little bit. Yeah. Um, When you're playing Zed in this, it feels like it's one of those roles where the weight of the character is there the entire time that it's either when you have these moments, there's references to you when you're off screen and you have to carry the threat of this film. And so what is it about a role like that where you're playing the just shy of mustache twirling villain, but it's something that's on a different level. It has more depth than that, but it's not far off from it. So what is it that attracts you to a role like that? You know, uh, uh, it was it was well written, um, and uh, and I know uh, I, I know the guys on that, and then Tom Wampat. I was a huge fan of his, and Don Most was there. I'm like sitting there, like, everybody in that was just a great great cast for me to work with. But the director I know, and and and, and Gary, uh, the producer I know really well, and uh, uh, they were the the main reason why I wanted to come and do it. But I, reading that, I just was like, oh, this is this is a great role. It's just a meaty role to be able to play these these people that, um, you know, Lee Van Cleef said it best. He said, when somebody in an interview asked him, what's it like to play, always play the bad guy? And he goes, I've never played the bad guy. I play a guy that puts his pants on one leg at a time and does what he has to do to, to survive for the day. 
So I think the thing that makes it just not mustache twirling yeah. is you go into that thinking, oh no, I just gotta get what's done. And I'm cocky enough. I think it was written really cocky and that's that's the part where it, it could be really close to it. So I think there was a thin wire for a thin wire for me to walk across and not fall. And I was hoping I wouldn't do that because it was it was written really I mean it's really it's a I think it's a tight character and uh and I think it's intensive because you know he doesn't come off anything. It's, but you do know those guys. I mean, I went to yeah. military school. I went to you know I went to you know I grew up with other guys around and everything like that. And you know there are the guys that really just think they're above the law, and and uh, and think they can get away with it. And 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 for some reason, sometimes some of them do. And I think that was what his his th- that's how I was able to to justify it. And that I was just thinking, you know, these people, some people really can be that cocky and that mean and that terrifying. Well, and if you think about it from the character's point of view, some of the things that are happening that um, even when he's getting what he wants, and I don't want to necessarily give things away here, but he's able to, there's moments where he didn't have to resort to violence. He'd already gotten what he wanted, but it feels like there's a, I need to clean the slate with this character. It's not that there's necessarily this, a, a just, okay, this is a problem that's in front of me. I've gotten what I wanted. Now I need to clean the slate and move on because I don't want this to ever come back to me or whatever that is. And it's just, there's a a brutality to this character that does not feel like it is. It, it's not psychotic though, that there is a thought process there. And not one that I understand. There's a lack of morality for sure, but there yeah, is there's a definite, definite lack of morality. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, I, I mean, his, his morals are warped. Uh, you know okay. his <laughs> compass might north. point south there's, instead of north but yeah. yeah yeah there's some things that he just does that i just don't understand it's interesting because you look at all these people and everybody like i said again i i got along great with everybody so all the people that i was even cruel to i mean they were wonderful people wonderful actors and that's where it becomes more believable i think if people you were acting with somebody uh and and they weren't genuinely uh, afraid or whatever emotions that they had to feel in that moment. If they don't have something behind it, whether they're hiding their fear or whatever they're doing, whatever, if, if they're not doing that, then that's what does a disservice to the movie. And I think that can make it, you know, not become believable. So when you, you have to have them doing their part too. And that's what, what makes it, you know, interesting. And to sit there and just have the relationships and talking with people, I think that helps. Are you able to watch your work in some of to- it? <laughs> So to, to go back and to see and to, it's that I, I, I hate listening to myself talk. I cannot stand it. Um, I do not like watching my own performances, but when there is something that's to be gained by it, to look at it, if you can have an objective eye, I just don't know that I have the ability to be objective because I just look for the flaws. Can you watch your stuff and see and learn from it and gain elements from going back? Well, I, I, I would be a liar if I said I, I could because um, I, uh, I, I don't watch a lot of my stuff. Okay. And don't watch all I, I've had to watch Starship Troopers because I've had to do commentaries on it. There's some films that I've watched because I had to do commentaries, but I just talk about the people and the things that were in there and the things that meant something to me at the time. And I think I'm a little bit more distracted because I'm talking about it and not as much focused on watching it. And and I will watch things sometimes with my friends and family sometimes, but even there, I, I, I get up and I leave often. Um, I remember during Starship Troopers, this fun story. Um, sure. I got up during the the uh, interview. I mean, I got up during the premiere, and I went to the restroom. And there was a guy standing there, and and uh, I'm just standing there, you know this. And and the guy is standing next to me over here, 
and he's holding and he goes looks over and goes huh? like this so i see this huh? and, and and i go hi and he goes like this he goes he goes he goes like this he goes oh um so he's like this he goes he goes ah wait um hey and i go i go no 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 and he goes oh uh uh hey. and i go no and i go no i'm like hey, great job in there so i tell my wife about this story and then she tells me like about a year later we're talking to one of her friends and one of her friends goes hey jenny i have the weirdest story to tell you because i was at casper's premiere and i was in the urinal and and i reached over to shake his hand and i think i scared him and jenny goes oh my god he talks about this in the <laughs> so her, it came full circle this guy is a friend of my wife's who uh was the guy and i know him now i know him i'm like no dude so have you shake have you shook his hand since then or is that something that just i don't think i ever like, have i don't think i ever have actually if, I, if i'm thinking about it i don't think i ever have <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I might have when we first talked about it, when we first met him before I before he admitted it. I might have. But since he said that, no, I have not, definitely. <laughs> I have definitely not. That's amazing, man. Yeah, you need to have a visual confirmation that the hands have been washed and immediately after that you can slide in. But yeah. I, I was like, it was at the thing, and I I get it. He was just like, you'd just been watching me up there kill some bug or something like that. I think it was after the orange goo or something like that. I have no idea. Right. Um, uh, he did that. But I, but getting back to. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, how you line over here? Casper goes rambling on about everything. He just does. I love these guys. I also did the warrant with them, which was another movie that I, I liked doing. I got to play uh, a different thing, but playing Zed was so great. I walked off with all that wardrobe. That snakeskin jacket was mine. I was actually going to ask you about the black shirt with the roses on it. Uh, is that yours also? It is mine now. Nice. It was not mine, but it was. I I I I uh, love that co that costumer. She and I became good friends. So when she called me up and she told me what I wanted to be, what she wanted me to be, I was like, yes. And then I told her about my bolo ties, and then she went and got bolo ties. So those bolo ties she got because of, and she got them from where I said. And then nice. She, yeah. So she was awesome. And then she got, uh, you know, they wanted me to bring cowboy stuff I had. I brought some, but um, I brought my jacket. That's the main thing. I brought two jackets, the two snake skin jackets. I have two different colored ones. Dude, that's cool. Yeah. So those then how common is that to either walk away with wardrobe or to bring in your own? I, I don't know how co common it is. I haven't done it that often. I had I had did it, I did it on one other film uh, many years ago where I had to wear uh, Hugo Boss in it, and Hugo Boss sponsored the movie, mm -hmm. and they customized like seven suits for me. Oh. I still got them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they were all tailored to you, my God, of course, it just makes sense at that point. So I was like, "Well, can I have these?" And they're like, "No," oh. and I'm like. I can. I should be asking that on more movies. I haven't done that a lot. That's the problem. I'm not that smart. Well, so. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty common to have people take a, a little artifact as a going away gift, that kind of thing, something from the set to remember it fondly by. So why not have it be your clothes? So yeah, I, I totally get I, that. Oh, I, if, if it's really awesome clothes and they let me, I mean, I, like I'm all American. I'm working on all American all the time and. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, not all the time, but uh, I, I did the first three seasons. Now, just this last season, I did the season finale. Um, but they have awesome wardrobe, but I'm not allowed to walk off with that one. Well, they might be 
coming back to that. So and reason that makes perfect sense. So is there anything that you have in the closet or in your house that you've taken from a film or TV show or anything like that, that might surprise people? Don't you know? <laughs> not, not, not a dang thing. <laughs> Fair enough. I, 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 I mean, I, I have some posters and uh i had some toys and stuff like that but those aren't from the movie those are about the movie so actually i have my uh i have my chair from starship troopers though my director's chair no shit that's great man so what do you take from the actor's chair to the director today's episode of the following films podcast is brought to you by bookman's I'm joined today by my son, Jacob. Jacob, say hello to the people. Oh, there you go. You're already on it. So, Jacob, when you go to Bookman's, what is it that you like to look at? What I do you like, like to get? To get toys uh, and movies and, and the coffee news. You like to look at the movies and you like to get the coffee news, the newspaper they have out front? That's yes. great. So, last time we went into Bookman's, I picked up a movie. Um, what movie did I get, Jacob? A stick. As it hurts of the uh, ex uh, as the cover. Sorry, sorry. I so no, no, you're okay. Would you talk a little bit about what you see on the cover of Escape from New York on this Blu-ray that I got? So based on this cover, you see glass shattered and also the Statue of Liberty's face fell apart because. In this movie, Escape from New York, is the introduction is a man trying to save the president's daughter, and New York turns into a prison in this movie. And there's the hero, as you can see, very strong, in fact. Oh, yeah. Now, this is one of my favorite movies. I love this movie. Now, you're too young to watch it because you're only six years old, but do you think in a couple years from now, when you get a little bit older, you'll want to check out Escape from New York? Yeah. Okay, what's a movie that you've seen that we picked up at Bookman's that you like? Come here, talk so that people can hear you. A uh, Little Shop of Horrors? Little Shop of Horrors, that's a great movie. So, when you're going to Bookman's, you can get movies, DVDs, Blu-rays, 4K, Laserdisc, VHS. You can also get comic books, books, newspapers, magazines, home furnishings. Um, you can get tons of stuff there. Because remember, Bookman's has your cool covered. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yay, that was a good idea. Actor's chair that informs that. Do you? Because I've found in my experience that a lot of actors make really wonderful directors. Is it just your understanding of performance, or what? What, what is it that you bring to that? Well, I think I. Uh, I mean, I love actors, so yeah. I think I love the relationship, and I love how complicated and I love their process and everybody's so unique and different and to be a huge fan of them no matter what they do even though a lot of times it'll be a lot different than what I do I just have a, a utmost respect so I think in directing I think the biggest thing to do is to hire the, the people you can trust the most and then trust them to to do their job and then you can go over everything and talk to them and, and go over and get ideas and if it's not going your way you can ask them what's going on i think it's better to ask them what their process is and going through so that you can figure out and you can also lead and you can understand but i, I think for the most part i i really get actors and and i and i have been able to help some of the actors that i've worked with um and they've been able to help me too i was it go, it's a it's a symbiotic relationship but you know you can sometimes give them you can see something sometimes that they can't see 
Oh, that's interesting. That, that makes a lot of sense. And if you uh, can see that, if you can talk about it, it's like an acting coach can do that for you too. You know, sometimes they can give you a different opinion and, and, and all, all those are always valuable, but it's still the actor, whatever works for their process. And you have to also respect that in actors. There's certain actors you have to talk to in a different way. And, 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 and it's not too hard to figure out. You watch, you watch them for a little bit. I, I, I watch people. That's what I do. Mm. I always have. I've always wa- watched and been in that. And so you, you want to know what people are going to do. I did it as a bartender. So I get better tips. I did it when I was in military school, when I was operations mm. officer, because I was in charge of putting everybody to bed, waking everybody up, putting them on watches and calling out every order, all the drills, all the inspections, everything was under my jurisdiction. So I had to be able to read people. It's just something I, I think I've always done fairly well, except for when getting married the first two times. Well, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe I mis- maybe I misrepresented myself too a little bit too. And uh and 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 I can forgive them for that. But uh now, you know, my my current wife, she's uh she's a catch. And you I'm, got her you got it right I, this I time. I tricked her somehow. I tricked her. I, I sure I'd trick the other two to marry me too, but I don't know how I do it. But at least this one, at least this one's sticking it out with me so far. It, it seems like as we as we age, you know, I'm I'm closer to sixty than I am to thirty at this point in my life, um, and so I'm fifty four. I'll be fifty five this year. So okay, I'm yeah, I'm four. I'm forty seven, and so I, you know, I've been married for thirteen years now, and as it goes along, it's the I don't think I have the ability to keep on up any facade like I did in my twenties, that's just gone. So the idea of misrepresentation, I just don't know how to do it anymore. That the acting ability is gone. I, I, I don't. It's, it's, it's the best way to be. It's the yeah. best way to be my current wife. I came telling her exactly what I was and she goes, you didn't lie. <laughs> I told her I had baggage and she goes, you really could have sold me a little bit more on that. I mean, you could have really worked a little bit harder and told me about that. Having five kids and two ex-wives. I did tell her. I said I got a lot of baggage. You might not want to be here. <laughs> uh, she stuck out with me so far, so I'm lucky. So, out of out of curiosity, what are the uh, age ranges on the kids? Uh, Twenty to well, my stepdaughter is 31 now. So, so you're out of the woods at this point, or or does it just never end? I, you know, it, it never it never ends. I mean, I have a I have only one kid in the acting industry. My daughter Grace Van Dien. She was on. You ever watched Stranger Things? Of course, yeah. You know Chrissy. Wait, Chrissy, wake up, Chrissy, wake up. The cheerleader. Oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Grace Van Dien, who was born during Starship Troopers. Did we talk about Starship Troopers already in this interview? We, I think we, we did. We, we mentioned a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Baby bugs and everything like that, Paul. Uh, I, look, man, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that movie. Stop. Anything. She was born during that movie, and now she. I play, and in, in Starship Troopers, I play for the Tigers, and in Star- Stranger Things, she cheers for the Tigers. Shit. <laughs> was that by design with them knowing, or did that come around after? I just think that's happenstance. That's and beautiful. That's, it is. It's the way this this magical world works sometimes. So I'm so proud of her. She's far more talented. She's a uh, uh, one of those uh, quick. Not Twitch is yeah. Is it Twitch when they're playing video games? Video games is Twitch. Yeah. I, well, yeah. my twelve-year-old does it. I have no idea. So neither yeah, do I. But my twenty-six-year-old is like on it. She got like I don't know how many millions of followers, but she gets she does, and she got all that stuff. I don't understand any of it. But I went and saw some of her stuff, and I was just it was unbelievable. I've been on a couple of her streams, but uh, <laughs> people That's are like, it's, it's so funny right now because. The kids all go for her, and then like the the, the dads when they come up at cons, they, they want to meet me, and then they'll look 
turn to the daughter, go, do you know who this is? And they're like, no. And the mom will go, that's uh, Chrissy's dad. And they'll start crying. <laughs> so I'm now more famous for being her dad than I am being and being me. How does how does that feel? That, that, I mean, I, I would imagine just an immense amount of pride in that, that that would feel great. But then there's other people that I think the ego could get in the way of that. Oh, but, God, no. yeah, I mean, okay. if, we don't, if our kids don't do better than us, and if they don't uh, do better than us, then we failed them. They're greed. I, you know, I've given her every opportunity, and she's surpassed everything that I could have ever done. And she's already just her her tra trajectory is like this, and just the way she's handling herself. Uh, I could be more proud. That's awesome, man. That's great. Well, I, I had a great time with uh, County Line No Fear. This is just, it's one of those movies that it's a, I think if you like, there's a Coen Brothers movie that I thought of when I was watching this simple plan, just because of tension and the way that it builds in that. Um, or, or I'm sorry, Sam Raimi. Why do I say Coen Brothers? I always get that backwards in my head. Yeah, Sam Raimi, simple plan. But it was the, um, the small town tension in that and it's something that i don't see very often in film represented this way and i just thought this was phenomenal it's, it's just a great time so this is something i'm definitely recommending that people check out oh, i'm so glad yeah it was it was fun to be a black hat cowboy in that one i mean i was just a white hat cowboy in uh in uh heart of a champion which is out right You're now also right that, that just came out i believe yeah and then i have daughter out right now where i play another horrible father in that one I mean, and, and then also uh, Mad Heidi out right now where I play the Swiss dictator slash president of Switzerland who is uh, fighting against lactose intolerance. And it's kind of like a grindhouse film. It's insane. Wow. Dude, and it might I, be in theaters one, uh, maybe in theaters next month for a Fathom event. They're doing a huge Fathom event like they did for uh, Winnie the Pooh. That's great, man. <laughs> oh, for the, uh, the blood of whatever that was. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's cool, man. They also did it for uh, they did it for Starship Troopers when the when the uh, you remember those people that do uh, uh, mystery science theater? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, riff tracks. They did a uh, Starship Troopers riff tracks in theaters years ago. <laughs> did, did you watch that, or is that something I called into the guys and was a part of it? So they had me in. They're like, "No way, Casper's with us right now," and I'm like, "Yeah." So I did. I love them, I'm dude. That's incredible. It. Yeah, that, that those guys are fantastic they're hilarious they're so. geniuses so i i love their work so i love that so dude that's yeah. great man well thank you so much for taking the time to do this and just i i i feel bad about not being able to keep up with your work i enjoy it but then i look at the volume of it and see how many things you turn out in a year and knowing that you don't watch it either that it's like okay you know I'll, i pick them up and i get at least one a year in so i'm probably keeping up at a faster clip than you are than you're making okay well i have seen i have seen this year so far i have seen uh i, I i've seen matt heidi and daughter because i had to go to premieres of them okay so i i, I actually had to see those um you know but when you know these were done over the last four and a half years. They just all came out within the last three months, okay. all of them. So everybody's like, oh my God, you're in everything right now. And I'm like, yeah, but I haven't worked in 10 months. So it's not, I'm not in every, I'm not working nonstop. It's, 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 all, it's just all released at once. It, it just comes across that way right now at this moment in time. But oh yeah, because I also have Hunt Club out with Mickey Rourke and Mina Savari, and then I have the Flood coming out, and I have also uh, uh, you know Battle for Saipan, which was another cool military film that's out right now. Uh, wait, Battle for Saipan? I actually I 
and there was a woman that I interviewed that was talking about that. She was in Frozen and she was talking about her. It's a horror film, not that Frozen. This is a different Frozen. Oh, um, is that Devony? Yes, yes, yeah, a pin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's her Her husband, Brandon Slagle, directed it. And she's in it, and so is my wife, and so is Louis uh, Mandalore and Jeff Fahey. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a good movie. It's based on a, 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 a army doctor during World War II that uh, broke his hypocritic oath and fought against the, the, the Japanese who were surging against them doing their last stand, 5,000 of them made a push. And they went into the hospital, and he stood there and was killing people at the end with a, a knife wow. and died. And then he didn't, he didn't get awarded because they, they, at the time they, the army saw it as so disrespectful because he broke his hypocritic oath and, and took lives when he sworn to never take a life and only protect right. it. But if he hadn't have done it, he, there all the nurses and the doctors and the, a lot of the patients would have died. A lot did, but some of them were saved because of his actions. I think Jeez, he was killed with 86 kills. Dear God, man. It's, it's, standing at the door getting bayonet stabbed with bayonets at the end. He's shot and stabbed and killed. And it just and that, that movie is uh, it's pretty cool. It's a good one. Is that out right now? Yeah. All right, done. I, I know what I'm doing this weekend, man. I, I've been uh been interested in that one. So awesome. Thank thank you. I will definitely be checking that out. And uh anybody that uh, has listened to this, I want to make sure they check out County Line because that's a hell of a lot of fun, man. So congratulations. Yeah, great, great time, good people. Um Tom Wampat, I mean, come on, Bo Duke, uh, just so cool. Uh, yeah. I had so much fun working with those people, and uh, I love, love, love the the cowboy gear I got out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I love it. I'm never, I'm, I, I wear it all the time. I almost wore it today, but I figured I'd just wear one of my Florida shirts. Well, no, it, it, I was actually gonna. It was one of those things that that red, the black shirt with the red roses on it, caught my eye. Because that was um, something that was like that. That's something I don't know that I could pull that off. But it looked. I think rock and roll cowboy. Take a look at rock and roll cowboy. And yes, you can pull it off. Rock and roll cowboy. Okay. Yeah, I think it's rock and roll cowboy. I think that's what it is. And uh, yes, you can pull it off. <laughs> you check these things out. I mean, dude, I I I've been a cowboy for a long time. I wear a lot of different cowboy stuff. And this rock and roll cowboy just makes it cool. It's kind kind of fun to poke <laughs> around. And do that. It's just a shirt. That's a good point. That's a really good point. And 13 years deep into marriage, all I have to do is impress one person. And there you go. And she gave up on me years ago. So there, it, it yeah, there you go. Perfectly. Rock and roll, bro. And, awesome. and the, uh, and the, uh, the bow ties are from, um, oh my God, I follow them. Mount Bolos. Bo- Mount, uh, yeah. Mountain Bolo ties. Uh, Something mountain. Let me see. Let me see if I can see what what they are. Bolo ties are Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mountain bolo ties. I just remembered that. I can't even. I don't even look it up. Rocky, Rocky mountain, mountain bolo ties. Look Done, those up. Man. And you can order them. You can get the bullets because there's different stones you can get. But you can get them with uh, at the end the tips. You can get bullets instead of uh, come on. <laughs> yeah, they're little bullets. I have it on mine. I didn't get my character. Didn't have them except for one because I I brought that one that had that. But I forgot to tell her, get the ones with the bullets, because that would have been cooler for my character. In, in our personal lives, we're allowed to be that on the nose. So we can go that far in our personal lives. So that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm the one that told, put them onto that stuff. So I was like, yeah, get this. And Dude, that's great, cool. man. That's so much fun. And it, it, it works, though. And the customer is the one that got me into the rock and roll, uh, uh, the, the, the rock and roll cowboy. She's, she's the one that got me into that. I was like, dude. And my wife's ordered me a couple shirts from there because she digs them. Nice, man. That's it's great. just man shirts. 
They're just man shirts. Maybe they got a flower or two here and there, but they are man shirts. Exactly. And real cowboys can wear flowers. <laughs> they can. I agree. I don't disagree with you. I mean, granted, I'm the and farthest. If you like it, cowboy. you wear it. That's what I say. And you like a red flowered shirt, you wear that red flowered shirt. Goddamn right, man. Don't be afraid right. of it. Just wear it. Yeah. Own it. Oh, yeah, man. We only live once. For live sure. Large, man. <laughs> you like this painting? I actually do like that painting. This was behind this was in my parents' house for my whole life. My dad just gave it to me two years ago. Um, but it, I've always wanted it. It was always there. My dad got it when he was a pilot for the Navy. He was over in Taiwan, and he always used to tell me that he bought it from a a blind, deaf painter. My dad's a little bit funny, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, the know. guy's name is King Pal. <laughs> that's the story I got. I don't have any other story about it. That's it. It's fair enough, man. I love it. That's great. <laughs> he said. He said. He told me. He goes. I took this picture to this guy and asked him to paint it. And I said, well, dad, if he's blind and deaf, how did you ask him and how did you see it? And my dad goes. <laughs> I like your dad already. He's awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today, Casper. It was a pleasure to meet you, man. And, uh, you too, man. You too. I really appreciate it. Very cool. All right. Well, I hope I get to talk to you again sometime. Thank you. All right. You take care. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Give me hope.
voice crack.